Welcome back, fellow imperfectionists, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Pigging at Perfection. Today, I had the absolute pleasure of chatting with Anna Couchard from It's Your Project. Anna's aim through It's Your Project is to inspire unmotivated young people to become their highest self. And she does this using various custom Notion templates for inspiration and productivity. Firstly, I was absolutely blown away by Anna's recommendation for how to find and clarify your purpose in life. She talks us through this wonderful exercise about halfway through the show, so definitely keep an ear out for that. And I've linked the specific exercise in the show notes as well. Overall, Anna has such a lovely balanced approach to life. She talks about being inspired by happy, positive emotions, but also how her dark emotions, such as jealousy, also have an impact in how she lives her life and inspire her to better herself and to improve. She has this wonderful concept of higher self, which is a really lovely way to refer to the best future version of yourself and we hear how she applies this to everyday life and how it helps guide her through things. The bulk of what we discussed today is mainly around how to just get things started, um, taking small steps towards bigger goals, but how a fear of failure can often sabotage us in this. I truly got so much out from my my chat with Anna. She's such a a wonderful person to speak to, wonderful energy, and she really lit up the the virtual room. So I hope you enjoy this episode too. The episode does include some coarse language. So if this is not your thing, please turn off now. Well, um, let's kick us off then, as we always do. So, Anna, it would be great if you could give us your personal definition and also experience of the word perfection. Yeah, I think that's actually quite funny. Because for me, it's like, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this question a lot lately. And for me, the way to describe it, it's perfection, as in human beings. It's like our weapon against fear of failing. And by that, I mean, for example, let's say that we just want to build a plane, an airplane. Um, it's like, okay, what's the fear of failing when you need an airplane in order to fly and just be perfect so it doesn't crash and people doesn't die? Like, that makes sense. And in that aspect, in that aspect, it's like, okay, you do want to build something to be perfect because if it's not and it fails, it fails to meet its uh, its uh, goals, It like, it can be some severe um, damage. But if we took perfection into people's lives or, like, just human beings itself, um, I think it's quite different because, for example, if you took the example of a parent, um, so you have a child and you have such a fear of your child failing in life, you know, it, it, you want your child to be successful, you want your child to, to be rich, to have money, to, be, to have good health. So you're just focused and somehow obsessed <laughs> with your child to be perfect that you put so much effort and so much fear, like you can teach your child from those fear, um, from that fear of of failing, that you just want him to be perfect. So you like, you just teach him how to not be a failure. And I think that's a huge mistake. Um, and when it comes, for example, to just as we were talking, starting something new, um, again, I think here perfection, it's like this weapon to just do not fail. You know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to start, for example, I was like, okay, I'm just going to start this project, which is like, an idea that I have in mind, but it's not clear yet. So it's like, it has to be perfect. You have to have your logo. 
you know, like your name, it has to be something catchy. You have to have your website and your Instagram. And it's like, no, it's not. <laughs> like, it's just, you're afraid of failing and that's okay. I mean, if you do want to build an airplane, it's fine. Like, just make it as perfect as you can because we not we just don't want anyone to die. But about just being a human being, it's okay to fail. It's like, you will fail many times. And in fact, as my point of view, um, the most, the, like, as like the more you fail, the better you became because it's like you cannot avoid failing. So if you just tell people or just like mm, try to like really do things that you like uh, in order to fail, like it's okay. We just need to learn from that. So that's like more or less my definition of perfection. Mm, interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. I love the um, the sort of maybe I'm reading into it a bit, but you kind of have this um, when you talked about the airplane, you've kind of brought machinery versus organic if that makes yeah, exactly. sense so, like an airplane yeah. is it's not growing it's not changing it's it's achieved in my opinion like we have a formula for airplanes whereas I think something like parenting is a really really good example um you know it, yeah. it's a growing it's a journey ever-changing kind of scenario that's that's really interesting and when you talk about trying things new I think or trying new things we we live in such like a, a fast society um, or an instant society, you might say, that I think people expect to be able to do stuff straight exactly. away and out of the bag and don't have patience to try and learn things sometimes. And I think it's important to take a step back and, and acknowledge that. So great definition. Thank you so much, Anna. Oh, thank you. And obviously I took the um, the intro there from some content of your website and, and things we'd already discussed. Before we sort of get into your purpose and, and what you're trying to achieve, can you just clarify by what you mean by higher self? So we're on the same page semantically for that one. Yeah, sure. So for me, I mean, when like in general, I, I, I understood that no one, I mean, not everyone knows this term of higher self. And actually, when you go to look it uh, online, I found some curious and various definitions about it. So I just had to define it myself, like from my point of view. And for me, the highest self is, as it's written on my Instagram, it's like the maximum expression of who you are. Like the one you know you could be if you leave fear behind and actually do the things you know you have to do, like your true self. It's like, so as I've said, there's many ways to define it. And there's some spiritual ways then it's more like, I don't know, more woohoo things. I don't know how to explain that. <laughs> but for me, it's something like, I don't know, like just human and raw and real. Like imagine yourself, I don't know, like five years ago, right? Or like when you were in high school or I don't know, or the really, especially at a really low point of your life, you're like, I don't know, you're really sad. You're, I don't know, like things really go wrong in your life. And you're like watching a movie or just, in my case, <laughs> scrolling through Pinterest. And you're like, you know what? Like, I wish I could be like this way and do these things and have this job. And it's like you just somehow create on your mind an ideal, yeah, I would say ideal version of yourself. And it's like, man, I wish I could be like that, you know? And it's like, you know, you actually can. I mean, maybe maybe you cannot, but like, can you even try to do that? So it's like, is this version of, it's something that happens more than once. I don't know how to explain that. So it's like, it's not like you have your highest self and that's like for the rest of your life. Like it's something that changes with time. Like your your goals also change at the different stages that you are in your life. So it's like from time to time, you have different visions and different goals. And whenever you're at a low point, especially, it's like you just imagine and somehow create this ideal version of yourself. And it's like, okay, you're at this point, you have the next ideal version of yourself, just 
get shit done <laughs> and work um, to be that that person. And then you have you reach a new level and then you define a new higher self and you just work again towards that higher self. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it, this is how I see it. Yeah, great. No, I, I love that. That makes complete sense. I think it's, that very much links with sort of my understanding and, and almost definition of when I talk about purpose as well of like sort of finding things that really exactly. make you want to get out of bed. And I love that you have your own definition of it as well as like sort of defying society's definition and, and perception and forging your own thoughts around that. I think that's really great. And and one quote that, that comes to mind, um, Christina Carlson says it a lot, is that you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And that really, for me, Ooh, what you were just saying, that really homes in on what you were just talking about there. And I think that will be very apt exactly. for this episode as well. Yeah, that's true. I really like it. It's like, because mm, people, I think sometimes, like, most of the time, they're just afraid or like a little bit overwhelmed. Like, okay, I have like this ideal version of myself, and it's like so many things to change, so much fear, fear of failing, fear of just being judged, being vulnerable. And it's like you just like honestly, you just have to look to do a super small step forward, and then another step, and then another step. And like, it's not that hard. It's not that scary. Just, just move <laughs> like step by step, but just move towards that version, and and then you will be great. So I think that's nice. Definitely. And I think you made an important acknowledgement in that definition and statement as well about it sort of being changing and dependent on where you are in your life. Exactly. Um, and I think that's something really important to acknowledge because everything is always changing um, yeah, exactly. and it, it's not a set destination. It's always going to sort of move, adapt and almost evolve. Exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like from time to time you have to like as, as well as you just redefine like, for example, at the end of the year, Okay, what are which are my goals for uh, for 2021 or the next year or the next year? You just set new goals, new expectations, new experiences, and you just evolve yourself. And I think that's like really, really nice. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, well, um, obviously we mentioned the tool Notion in the introduction, and this is sort of one of the main platforms you work on. So I'm intrigued to ask, why did you pick Notion as your means? Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, Notion for me was a huge change, I would say, in my life. That's a bit dramatic, but <laughs> it's true. Um, the, my story with Notion was uh, begin actually last year. I like to put you a little bit into context. I was at that typical point in someone's lives when you just finish your studies. Uh, you're like, okay, I'm, I'm going to look for some job to start like the professional career and everything. But with, uh, with COVID and everything and how just the world was, it was like really, really hard to get moving on my goals or just to be inspired by anything. So I was literally living at my parents' home, having no goals. I mean, I have some goals, but I just didn't have the courage or I just I didn't thought I could achieve them because like everything was close. I was actually closed in my city, I think. So it was like everything was really, really tough at those times. And I was, as always, um, scrolling through YouTube. And I, saw, I suddenly start um, watching a lot of, I think they were from, I don't know what, North America, I mean, the United States and Australian YouTubers that were actually talking about Notion. And I was like, what the hell is this obligation? Like, this sounds like something really interesting. But as always, it's just easier to watch the videos than to actually download the application and use it. So one night, <laughs> it was, I think, like 1 a.m. I just had nothing to do. And it was like, I can go to sleep. Or I can just get started in Notion. So I just like open the app and start like procrastinating in there. And 
honestly, like so, suddenly something changed on my insight because it was like, okay, so I just opened this like application, like this, yes, this app. It's like a blank page and it has so many things to do. Like I can like decorate it and just customize it on my own and just add this like profile picture and cover picture and add all these pages and all these calendars and everything. And my mind just exploded with so many ideas. And that simple fact to just find this application. I mean, I think it happens with many things uh, depending on people's life. Like you're just at some stage in, in your life and you read one book that maybe it's not so amazing, but just read that book and everything changes. Well, that happened with me. That's what happened to me with Notion. So from that point, it was something that uh, awoken so many things on me. Because on one hand, for example, it just get me inspired from zero to 100 in one night. Like, okay, have so many things to do with this. And it was like a nice, cute, clean, organized online space to just bring, like, mm, like just dump all the information I had on my mind, you know, like all the ideas, all my frustration, all my, all my goals. And it was like, okay, just put everything that's on your mind on this web page, if you want to call it organize it and just define some clear steps so you can like slowly but steady get out of here because it was like the only the only way to do it so that's why it just i think for me it was like it was the perfect moment to find and discover notion and it bring me so much fire so much energy so much hope i would say that it just it changed my mind so like from that day from that night on I would wake up every day being like, okay, what can I do? What can I do? Okay, today we can look for this new job. Today we can call this company. Today we can do this. And it was like, I finally have some small steps to actually work towards my goals. And that was like, that, that changed my, my, myself <laughs> itself, if you want to call it. Amazing. So almost discovering it was a real turning point for you and you're kind of sharing that knowledge and in the hope that it's other yeah. people's turning points. Exactly. Exactly. And I think when we talk about change and adaptability and, and being agile, you know, how could we not mention COVID? It's really shaked everyone's kind of lives and routines up. Um, and I love that sort of notion was a, a turning point for you, even if it was sort of in the middle of the night. I don't think, I think lots of people have had nights like that um, in terms of what you're saying about procrastinating on YouTube at midnight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that story. Thank you so much for sharing. It was really good. Yeah, thank you. That, that's actually one of the main reasons why I was like, I became almost obsessed to share it because it's like, it literally changed my my status of my shitty status in on which I was on. So like, I really, really think that it can share people's mentality as well. Awesome. Yeah. I, it is just one of those tools, isn't it? I think people um, think Notion is like some kind of cult or something, the way that people talk about it, because it is just, yeah. <laughs> it's just blowing up at the moment. And it is a really, really good tool. Um, but I think it's just, I don't know, it's just got this popularity in this, um, I don't know, it's in like TikTok and Instagram. It's just got this really viral kind of edge to it I guess you'd say um and yeah it just everyone is talking about it do you think that um it's a so obviously in your case perhaps the the tool was the means to to getting out of that situation do you think that a tool often stops people not having the right tool and and that's why you've chosen to sort of share it mm, actually I don't think it's like about the tool so like for me, it's like, I mean, it depends on the on the person itself, I think. So for example, there's, uh, I, I, I divide it into different categories of people. 
for example, there's the ones that just people that it's okay with their lives uh, as it's going on right now, and they just don't have big dreams or hopes. They just they just do the things they've been told to do, and that's that works for them. So that's fine for me as well. And then there's other people who it's like, yeah, I do have big dreams. You know, like every everyone does have big dreams, but they're just not achievable or like. I just, I just don't, I'm too lazy or like, I just don't have the energy to work towards that. And then there's like, for me, the third uh, category of people who is like, I do have big dreams. I'm working towards those big dreams, but I just, it's so hard to be consistent. Like I am inspired. I am a hard worker. I just, I just cannot keep working and working and working and working that much time uh, until I get those dreams. So for me, uh, it's not so much, I mean, in my case, the tool itself uh, brought me everything. <laughs> it brought me like the inspiration to like get my shit done and just organize my life again. And also um, brought me the consistency because it was so addictive for me, like to make it cute, aesthetic and to work kind of a creative way uh, towards this application that it made me constant again. And I think that's one of the keys uh, to achieve any goal that you have. So I don't know. I mean, I don't think the tool is what's stopping people from achieving their goals, but I would say that it just helps you uh, to be committed and inspired towards towards your goals. I think that's the difference. Mm. Like the tool almost kind of breaks down a barrier, gets you like one step closer, sort of exactly. gives you the plan kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's exactly. very apt. I often kind of get caught up in what I'd like put in air quotes of the perfect tool because. I love a bit of productivity, but, you know, actually researching and trying new things is not actually productive whilst it feels like you're doing something, but downloading a new app and and transferring everything over to it is not productive. You're not actually getting anything done. I talk a lot about this with with Tom Solid on on that episode, but I like to kind of map everything out and have everything connected. Um, And if it isn't mapped out, it often doesn't happen. So that's something I come across, which sounds like you're kind of doing in Notion, you're breaking down the goals into smaller steps and and getting them achieved and done. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, it's Notion for me was not the first app I've tried. I'm actually, I mean, I'm like you, I love productivity, I love organization, and I'm quite a junkie of just trying all the apps out there. And from that point, I mean, before finding Notion, I've worked with many other apps, like even like on my workspace and on my personal space, like Asana, another one called Trello, all the notes, simple notes from my phone, from my computer. Um, Also, I tried Todoist, which I I listened you were talking about another podcast. Even physical to-do list, I I try to organize it all on my journal, like my literally paper journal, Google Calendar, and anything that like nothing was working at that point because it's like I just needed to find one place to get everything from my mind into that place and organize it so like visually you know so you have everything in there not like in different notes or stickers or asana or many other things so that's that's why I I just I like it so much and I always recommend it because it's like you literally have in one place everything you need like like as you're saying like to map it out that that's why i love it so much i mean it's not it's maybe not the best to like i don't know um, create a list like for a daily list or like just get things done i'm just still working on that but to have all the information you have in your mind into one single place and organize it and like just keep track of everything i think for me it's like absolutely the best i've ever tried so far i mean i'm just i just don't know them all (laughs) but so far it's definitely my favorite 
Definitely. No, I love that. I love the the big long list of things you tried. That's great. Do you know what? I actually kind of look back at times where I didn't have like something like this in my life. And um, it's kind of, <laughs> sounds really sad and nostalgic. <laughs> a weird thing to be nostalgic about. But I don't know. I just think of days where I didn't have a to-do list. I didn't have a system. And I'm like, what the hell yeah. was I doing with my life? Like, how, did, I, how did I wake up and know what I was doing like for a day? But it's as your life gets busier and um, exactly. as you move up your job things like that isn't it yeah and for me it's like um I think it's also imp- like interesting at this point that you say because it's like uh whenever I think uh from the times that I didn't have any kind of system related to this it's like it was because I have nothing to decide on myself so it's like um I think about the times I mean obviously when you're in high school you just your high school is enough <laughs> but mm-hmm. like for example when you're at university or something like that I had no decisions or no power over myself. It was like, you go to class, you do whatever they told you to do in class, you just study for your exams, you do this and you do that. But I just don't, I didn't have any other big ideas or passions in my life that require such a system or organization and some mental clarity. Because it was like, you, you have enough with the things you have to do in school. There's nothing else um, outside. So from the point where you just start having uh, many other ideas and big ambitions it's like okay now I really do need a system to just get organized because if not I cannot do it all so that's why Notion also inspired me to do it's like you can manage it all in a cute way so like it's perfect definitely but it, it is almost like addictive as well because once you you start yeah. you can't <laughs> go back to how things used to be and you get kind of roped in you, you called yourself a productivity junkie I love that phrase I think we should make that a thing um yeah it, it is it's like um tr- you know trying new things and jumping on all these apps it becomes addictive yeah and I think it's like because like some friends of, some friends of mine um uh, sometimes I like I don't know maybe they just don't have that much passion or like they don't they don't feel it that much but for me it's like man I have such a long list of things I want to do in life that I just I think I don't have time to do it so it's like I really need to get organized and to make priorities because if not like you need to like always seek that joy and that excitement excitement so it's like you really need to get organized and productive because if not just time flies so it's like I I think it's like different kinds of person but I would say that um productivity junkies is like we just have so many things to do that really makes us so happy that we just want to do it all so it's like just one step at a time (laughs) definitely well we're definitely cut from the same cloth in in that aspect with similar types of people but yeah I can completely relate I I have like a lack of empathy for people that are like that but as you say you know it's so if they're okay with it then other people should be okay with it yeah. Okay, well, moving more into um, more about sort of getting things started. So what would your number one piece of advice be to someone who's perhaps listening to this? Um, maybe they've got a side hustle or some kind of project that they want to start. What, what would your advice be to them for getting it started? Yeah, so my advice would be, as for my experience, if you want to call it, it's like whenever you have an idea of anything or just a little bit of desire to start something, you better sit down on your desk, take 20 minutes in silence and do it. I mean, not do it, but like just give it the space, give it the, like the physical space, give it the time and the peace to work on it. Because like <laughs> as far as you keep uh, uh, postponing uh, this like special time with your idea, I bet this idea just will leave you uh, in a short amount of time. Because like for me, um, I mean, when I was young and a kid and a happy, super happy kid, 
um, I used to describe myself as a really, really creative um, person because I had so many ideas. I used to play music. I, I was like really, really inspired all the time. And actually, when I was, how was that? Um, 18, seven, ah, when I was a teenager, I would say 16, 16 17. Uh, again, one random night, I had, I, that was actually crazy because I was, you know, that time when you're uh, literally falling asleep, like now I'm falling asleep. And then my mind just opened and I had such a big idea for a story. Like a random story just came into my mind in the middle of the night. And I was like, I woke up like, oh, I just need to write this down. Like, this is such a great idea. I really want to. I mean, I was not a writer, you know, but it was like, I really have to write this down, blah, blah, blah. So I actually started working uh, on that idea. That was a fantasy book. And I, I was working on it and working on it and writing and writing and just talking to my sister, you know and just giving that idea some space and time. But then uh, I, was in, I was in high school and exams were around the corner and I had a lot of work. And it was almost like I actually felt, like physically felt that I was saying goodbye to that idea. Cause I was like, you know, exams are, you know, exams are coming. We just don't have enough time. It's been a pleasure to work on you, but just goodbye. And that was like so sad, you know, like why? Like, why do you not have time to work on your ideas? So for anyone that actually have some idea, some idea, or just wants to start something new, it's like, man, sit down and just start. Whatever you, you have in mind, just start and start doing it. And so many people, it's like, yeah, but how, like, for example, no, in my case, it was like, okay, I have this idea, but it's, it's not well, it, it's not super clear. It's a bit weird. Like, how do I start it? It's like, just sit down and for example, as I did, just open Notion and just write in there everything that's on your mind. You know, like, what do you want to do? Or like, um, what are you inspired about? Like, okay, I want, imagine you want to, I don't know, develop an, an application or something. It's like, okay, I want to build an app. Okay, an app about what? About this or about that, about this country. It's like just you and your and your laptop just talking about different ideas. So when you just give space and time to an idea, it's like, your idea gets in your, into your, the background of your mind. So then, like, even if you just spent those 10 or 20 times, uh, 20 or 20 minutes with your idea, you feel like, okay, I just began this thing, but then you go to the shower or you just keep going with your life. But your mind <laughs> on the background is like thinking and thinking and thinking about it. And then it's like, on your daily basis, you just keep having small ideas or like small inspirations uh, to keep developing your idea. So it's like, if you just do not give and spend quality time uh, with the idea that you have in mind as soon as possible, it doesn't have to be a lot of time, like just 10 minutes, it's enough to start with. But you really have to like, let no, let you really have to let know your idea that you want to work on it. Because if not, it just, it will flow out and it just will disappear from your mind. So I would say that. And on the other hand, um, actually, I always say it, uh, the, another book that somehow changed my life, um, it's related to this topic. And it's called, well, maybe you have read it. I, if not, I highly recommend it. It's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Because she talks about this. I think it's called Big Magic, uh, Living a Creative Life Before Beyond Fear, or something like that. And she literally talks about how the world of the ideas work. And, and the inspiration and everything. And it's like, if once you have an idea, like really work on it, because like, if not, it would fail, it will 
oh my god, I don't know how to speak. It will fly uh, from your mind to any other creator's mind and you will lose it. And it's like, no, please do not leave me. <laughs> so if anytime you have something on your inside or like just a great idea that you have to work on it, just sit down, start writing like different ideas that you can that you can work on and just create a small to-do list, even if it's like search for this on the internet or like look for other inspiration or um, look for some podcast related to this topic that you can talk about and just get inspired around that idea. But yeah. Mm, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I think you've touched on some really good points there. Um, the one that, that comes to mind immediately for me is what you're saying about keeping the idea at the forefront of your mind. Otherwise it kind of dissipates and disappears, um, which I think is, yeah. it, it almost comes in when you, once you've started, it has to become a, a habit to think about it. And yeah. sort of for me, what I found is adding like daily reminders to myself and really integrating what I'm doing with the podcast into my daily life helps me not forget about it and not let it relapse, if you like. Exactly. It, it's what I said before about being constant um, or consistent with something because it's like you can have a big goal. Imagine you have an idea and then that idea becomes uh, a big goal of yours. It's like you can have all the good intentions in the world, but if you don't work on it like constantly maybe not every day but like okay just i don't know like five hours every week or something like that just small steps small steps towards that idea because if not it will just it will it, it it loses all the sense and it's it's really sad to experience actually when an idea just disappears it's like man it was nice to meet you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you really have to be consistent towards that Absolutely. And then I think another th important thing you, you touched on as well is um, your example of saying goodbye uh, to your your story that you were going to write or your novel. And, you know, whilst you're saying that that is sad, um, something that makes me or something that resides with me from what you're saying here is that also it is sometimes important to let go of projects and ideas, especially if yeah. you're someone who has you know, hundreds of ideas a day. There really has to be sort of a prioritization around things and also if it's just kind of a whim, like I get these all the time, sometimes on a, you know, I'm like, Oh, I could do this for the podcast brand or you know what, tomorrow I'm going to start a whole new company yeah. and do something different. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 let's just simmer down. Maybe we'll do that mm -hmm. in 10 years. And it, because if you, if you, it is just a whim, if it is just a, a spark, it won't work because your, your full passion almost won't be in it in what you're trying to deliver. Yeah. It's, I feel you a hundred percent. It's ugly. And it's like, um, it's not, I mean, it. I, I say it, it was sad because like for me, it was like my first idea. I mean, not first idea, but like the first thing I've ever created. And, and that was like, I don't know, it was really sad. But the importance that you're saying here the, um, to actually learn how to just leave things, um, it's because, and, and, and Elizabeth also talks about this on her book. And I, I didn't know that. I never thought about that before. It's like, we are so afraid to lose things or like just to say goodbye to ideas because we're so, so afraid that we just won't have any great ideas again, ever again. And it's like, no, I just had that opportunity. I missed that show. Like, and we just punish ourselves so much for that. And it's like, it's again, this fear of, of failure. It's like, it's okay. Like you just missed an idea or just, you just have to let that thing go. Like, you're just not going to die. Like, for sure, just keep going. Just keep getting inspired. Take some rest. And another idea will find you. Or um, or maybe not. But, like, just, we, you just, you, you won't die out of this. So it's like, 
we really have to also learn to to live ideas and things in life. So I think I really like that what you said. Mm, definitely, it's like adding perspective, or you know, yeah. looking at perspective for the idea sort of process. I'm going to have to add that book to my um to read list. It does sound like a good. Oh, one. you have to. I mean, it's really, really, really good. It's really inspiring. Also, I'm going to check it out. We we mentioned in the intro that you help move people towards and connect them with their their true purpose. How can people start that journey and start trying to understand what their purpose might be? Yeah. So, for example, what I did, because um, I was actually in that point, well, I've been in that point many times in my life, but I was in that same point at the beginning of this year. I mean, I could say last Christmas. Um, and what I did was, well, you can do actually many things, but to start with, uh, I would say there's a, an exercise, I think it's called, it's called Ikigai. Uh, I will I will write them to, uh, I will write that to you because I just don't know how to pronounce it better. But it's an exercise where it merges four things. It's like the things you like to do in life, the things you can get paid for in life, uh, the things you would like to change into life, and the things you think you are good at in life. It's something like that, but it's really easy. But that exercise for me was like really really inspiring. Because, I mean, there are tons of videos uh, on YouTube or on internet on how to do this exercise. It, actually, there's also a full book on it. But it's like, once you think about these different concepts and you write them down and you, th- you see, physically see, it's like four cycles. And at the center, it's like the merge of those four things, uh, four aspects um, that you can do in life and also get paid for. Once you sit down in silence, you know, chill evening with maybe some candles and some soft music and you really really get to ask yourself those questions it's like and you're physically writing them down you're just you alone in there with yourself like you cannot be judged by anything else anyone else and whenever you start you start um, writing those things to yourself it's like you realize like what truly really matters to you like for example i was doing this exercise and it's like okay the things that really i care the most about and also i can get paid for uh it was everything related to many things but on my side it was like okay uh i really do like to be an engineer because it's what i've studied and i really really enjoy it i also care a lot about uh, sustainability and i also really really care about uh personal and self-development so it was like okay you can actually work on these things and somehow get paid for these things and I want this. Uh, I think these things can really change the world. And somehow, I think I actually can be good at doing these things. So, doing, like, long story short, <laughs> doing this exercise, uh, I think it's really, really good. It gives you a lot of clarity, or at least it gives you an idea of at the point, whatever it is, the point that you are right now in life. Uh, it can give you some perspective on what can you do. And also, I would say two other things. Um, the second one is get inspired, like to find your purpose or just to find a bit of light and direction in life. Just get inspired. Like in my case, it was I've been lately, like for the last two to three years, I've been listening to so many podcasts about so many different people um, so with so many different journeys just to get inspired and have ideas and to meet people. Uh, that just have uh, some life that are really, really different from mine. So just to 
be aware that there are so many possibilities out there. You know, for example, I started listening to, I actually recommend this podcast as well. Is She's called, well, she's called Eileen, but her podcast is called Lavender. And she just interviews so many famous uh, women entrepreneurs from different parts of the world. And me, as a super young woman, <laughs> I was so inspired to hear about other women actually quitting their jobs or, or not, but just building small businesses on her sites. And that was like, man, I just, I, I really didn't know that was an option in life, you know? So getting inspired is also really good. Actually, um, also scrolling through YouTube or your favorite YouTubers, I think it's really inspiring as well. Just to have different perspectives for many just career path and things you can do in life. And the third one, uh, also really, really important, I would say it's to pay attention because like, you know, some people it's like, okay, how are you doing in life? Or what are your goals for this year? You know, it's like the end of December and people, some people it's like, man, like I have no idea. Like, I don't know what to do. I have no goals. I have no passions. I have no ambitions. And to that people, I would especially say, okay, just pay attention. If you don't know what you really want to do or like what makes you happy or excited, just pay close attention to what makes you jealous. It's like, you know, sometimes it's like we just focus on the happy side, but also the dark side has so many power on us as well. So like if you really pay attention to what makes you jealous and you like go a little bit deeper into why uh, those things make you jealous, you can get a lot of information about yourself and what do you want to do as well. So, for example, uh, at the beginning, not at the beginning of the year. No, it was not this year. I think exactly it was last summer, uh, right when I discovered Notion. <laughs> um, I was, you know, I begin to map all these things I wanted to do and all these goals because then I was inspired. But I also focused. I had this idea to also focus myself on what was I jealous of, and I discovered so many things <laughs> that were actually really, really interesting about myself that if. I was only focusing on my goals. I would never thought. I would never thought about those other ones. So, for example, in my case, was like well. So, well, um, just to give a bit of information, I'm. I've been always really, really sportive. Like I, I just, I am as addicted to sports as I am now addicted to Notion. So it's really, really nice. But more on a sporty side, if you would say, like not on a graceful, joyful side of sport. So I like for the last year, uh, like for the past, I don't know, five years or so, you know, I was always uh, looking to people like dancing and just being free, like not in a sportive way, but on a more creative, dancey, free kind of way. And I was like really, really jealous of all those people who were actually able to dance freely and with such, uh, like in such a beautiful way, with so much grace and just not being afraid to be judged by other people and i was like man i am so jealous of the, i mean not of the people itself but like to the ability to be able to do that and i was like okay you know what we are joining dance classes and i was so scared because i'm super 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 bad at dancing like i've never done it uh but i was like no no if you're really uh going to become your high self right now your high self knows how to dance not because uh i don't know like not to just go to parties and, you know, like be the centers of attention and just be able to dance. No, 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 no. Just because those people, like, they look like they're really, really enjoying themselves while dancing. And we want to experience that freedom to just be able to dance or just dance at your room. So I actually, like, this was 
another goal of that of last year just to join dance classes and just to begin that and maybe maybe it was not my thing but I just really wanted to to try it out and actually it was one of the best decisions I took because <laughs> it's been so so fun and I still go to to those dance classes and it's like it's so freeing you know and when I was creating that goals list I would never thought about writing this down because this didn't came from a point of inspiration or ambition it came from a point of something that I was that was making me really 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 sad like not being able to be that free to dance so I think that's also important to to take into account when you're like trying to find your purpose or like your ambitions in life so yeah I would say I would say mainly these three, three things Oh my gosh, Anna, wow, what amazing insights and that exercise explained at the start. I love that. That sounds really interesting. And we'll put a a link and a description of that in the show notes. But oh my God, I had to take notes while you were talking so that I remembered (laughs) all of the points that I want to follow up on. So I think the, the exercise you talked about at the start that helped you find your purpose, I think that was so interesting because it was you were taking a pause almost in your life um, yeah. and, and taking stock. And I think we live in such an overstimulated society where we we rarely sit and do nothing. We're watching TV, we're scrolling on exactly. our phones or we're working. And I think just taking a step away from all of that is such a good idea and a good recommendation. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And that exercise sounds very similar to something I talk about on here a couple of times, which is looking at things that make you happy and almost this concept of sewing the golden thread of connecting all of those things and that leading you to something related to your purpose or something that you truly want to do. Yeah. uh, Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, you go, you go. <laughs> and I, I love that you brought in what a, a very holistic view to talk about the what I would maybe call the negative emotions as well and, and bringing that into the decision. I'm a big believer and advocate that, you know, there's light and dark in everything. Um, that sounds a bit woohoo, but I think that's, you know, no, it's, it's cool. there's always yeah. two sides to the story. And the the jealousy that you mentioned, it, it couldn't be a really good guide. I think that's a really nice way of looking at it and providing acknowledgement to that. And actually, maybe if you're just following what makes you happy, you might not necessarily, you might just be sort of walking through life and are not actually taking stock because if you think you're happy or complacent and you're not looking at what makes you jealous, you know, that's a one-sided kind of view. I think that's really interesting to bring up. And the other thing I want to comment on is the dance. I was nodding and smiling along to this um, (laughs) because I actually, I'm a big fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. And when I watch them do their dances, it does make me really jealous. And I just wish it just looks so cool (laughs) and slick the way they're all coordinated. So I might need to join you in a dance lesson one day. And um, the fact that you, when you were outside and you were nervous to go into the lesson, and you said to yourself, no, my higher self knows how to dance today. That's really profound. I love that way of thinking. And, and that must have got you really far in life. Yeah. And you know what? Like the like a big lesson that I, I learned about that, it was like, I mean, once I mean, once I, I signed up for that class, I was like, there's no way back. Um, but once I got into the class, it was like, it was really not so scary. You know, it's like you're in a class full of people who is just as afraid as you are, (laughs) who is just as awkward as you are. And they're just in there 
in order to learn something and it's like although i mean i think it's i mean in general it's something that we all know like yeah like fear is just fear but then once you start doing the thing it's not so scary it's okay we get it whatever but it's like just beyond the theory once you're like really really um experience it it's like so powerful because for me it's like so you've been denying yourself so many things for so many years because you were afraid to like fail or ju be judged by people because you're just not good enough at doing this or you feel you just you feel awkward dancing or doing that but it's like when you just realize it's like okay what's the problem here we just we want to learn how to dance because that would make us happy just go to class and once you're in there you just feel everyone's vibes everyone is happy because everyone's just learning how to dance even if it feels awkward at the beginning and then the teachers are so cute because they just want to help you and teach you and you realize man it's not that hard you know it's like it's not so scary like and if it's it's if at some point it does get scary or just people judge you or whatever it's like it's just not the people we want in our lives so it's like i like we shouldn't be so scared to fail and to like be vulnerable or just try new things in order to just don't be judged by people because it's like the problem is not you doing the things, you know, it's like the problem is people judging you for you, you, you doing your things. So it's like, you know, in, from my point of view, in a perfect world, it would be like people would be so excited and so happy about the things they are doing that they just wouldn't have time to like criticize or judge other people. Because it's like, what's the point on judging other people? <laughs> you know, you, you just do your thing, even if it turns right or not, and just keep doing so yeah, that was a big lesson. So you should definitely uh, start also trying some poses because it's really, really happy. <laughs> it's <laughs> so I much think... fun. <laughs> and when you talk about, um, you know, the judgment, I think linking back to you talking there about the, the darker emotions, maybe that comes from a place of jealousy on the other people's part as well, that you are enjoying yourself. Um, so maybe it's even sort of a paying of a compliment in a strange way but there is something so intimidating about walking into a class and there is something also really intimidating about dancing it's it's a heavily criticized thing especially yeah, yeah I can I can relate to that because I always think this like on a dance floor no one really knows how to professionally dance but I think it's a really like judged thing um like the dad wedding dance kind of thing I don't know it's just a, a funny thing to think yeah about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but as long as you're having like... fun while you're doing it right it doesn't matter yeah, exactly. And it's like once you begin and you just lose all the fear of it, even if you feel like even if you look at yourself on the mirror, like, man, is it really awkward? It's like it might be awkward, like it might be really, really ridiculous, but it makes me so happy. And I'm just dancing like a five year old kid that is dancing at any kind of music. So once you like experience that and realize that it's OK to like just overcome that fear, it's like man it's such a such a deep peace <laughs> like everything is fine again like it just fear goes away and like i think that's really 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 powerful definitely definitely well thank you so much for sharing and um was there anything that held you back from starting it's your project and if so how did you kind of work to overcome it yeah uh, again the fear of judgment and also the fear of not knowing what to do exactly or how to do it and also the fear of being too late to succeed so it's funny because uh elizabeth gilbert also talks about this in her book about all the fears uh that go through a, a creative process and it's like on my side it was like you know i came from the engineering kind of world and everything and i don't know people it's not so open-minded sometimes 
And every time I had this idea, you know, and I just wanted to get it started to just build something related to, in this case, Notion and other productive tool, um, tools and self-development. And even my family members, some family members or some friends, there are these two kinds of people, the ones that support you no matter what, and the other ones that go like, oh, no, man, self-development again, no, don't make me ask myself the hard questions. I just don't give a fuck about that. So, like, you get some judgment, but at the end of the day, or at the end of the day, it was like, you know what? Like, this thing really does make me happy. Um, from 10 years uh, now, if I just don't get this started right now, I would be so, so, so angry at myself. So just get started and like you keep learning and and growing into just not take so much, don't care so much about what other people say. Because it's really, really difficult as always, um, easier said than done. But as, as the dancing story, like once we just get started and do s- small steps every day, it's like you get some negative feedback, just you say, okay, thank you for your information and have a nice day. But then when you start getting some great feedback about, I don't know, friends or close people, that it's like, man, like that thing you said, that really touched me. Or like that thing, that really kept me thinking about the important stuff. You know, like once people said something nice, not about your work, but about how your work made them feel, like those small comments, like they change it all. So it's like you just keep going and going. But yeah, I think just fear. Fear, it's its the only thing that always uh, stops us from doing anything. And I think it's really, really important to just try to fight it or just get through it. Because like really, once you get started with anything, it's not so scary at all. It's like you just, you have to keep going. Mm, definitely. A, a good book that sort of comes to mind that you probably would enjoy and anyone listening to the show and this residing with them would enjoy is, um, I can't remember who it's by, but it's a book called feel the fear and do it anyway oh yeah the author is susan jeffries something like that i'll have to look it up but that i read that very early on and it was a very very good read i might have to revisit it after this conversation yeah i do have it in my reading list like i i heard it i don't know where maybe in some podcast but yeah i think this has to be a, a great book i have it on my list so i will say something once i read it but it looks really really interesting Awesome. Awesome. And um, I I picked up such a wonderful quote from your Instagram as well. And that was that very much linked to fear as well, that doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. And I think that's such a wonderful way to encompass what you talked about, perfection being a fear of failure um, and the fear of just getting started as well. And I think it's just a really good mindset to have. And the thing I always try and live by yeah. is doing something today that my future self will thank me for. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I love that you actually uh, pick this quote because like, honestly, for me, like this quote, uh, it's a bit dramatically, but literally change it all. Because like I read it on a special kind of weird time of mine. And once I read it, it was like, you know, with sometimes you just read something or hear something and your your mind just goes like, click. It was like, it's been this thing, like doubt itself has been the one thing stopping me during all these times to do the things I really want to do. So like, it's okay if you fail, you know, it's more, it's more probable that you just don't do it because you're scared or you're just doubting between two options that just 
just going through it and and just try to do it one thing right so it like this quote changed it all for me and it was one of the reasons that i wanted to start this project and just talking to people about it so yeah i love that you actually pick it up amazing amazing and um anna through all of this do you feel that you have found your true purpose and uh, and you're working on it yeah i would say i mean as as well as the higher self has different stages on your life, I would say. I think purpose also can change uh, with time because, like, you know, you're in different stages of your life, so you have different goals. But at this point of mine, I do have a clear purpose. Uh, the thing is I have so many of them <laughs> that I will have to work really hard to get them all. But yeah, I would say I, I really have them. And they are like on one side, it's just working on this project of mine. Because uh, right now it's like still a baby and I have so many ideas and so many things to do uh, by the end of the year. And just in the following years, maybe turn it into my small business. That would be a really, really big dream of mine. And also on the other hand, just uh, keep working as an engineer. Uh, but to actually find, you know, like the perfect company, the perfect purpose for the engineer uh to be into the sustainable world in order to like feel better about your nine to five job because that's I think that's really really important so yeah I would say I have find my purpose for now amazing well that's really really good to hear and um Anna if anyone's sort of listened to this episode and they want to know more or, or follow you um where can they do that and how can they contact you yeah, so I do have a web page, but it's changing on time. So I just don't have a name for it yet. But for sure, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, my page is called It's Your Project. And if you have any questions or you just want to know everything about Notion or just how to get to be your higher self, you can also write me on my email, which is itisyourproject at gmail.com. And if not, just follow me on the Instagram, send me a DM and we just can get in touch. Amazing. Thank you so much, Anna. Well, a huge thank you for being my guest today. It's been such a pleasure to talk about um, how to just get started and all of your amazing insights have been so valuable to me and I hope they've been valuable to our listeners as well. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been really nice. Thank you so much for listening, fellow imperfectionist. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I hope it has inspired you to get closer to your true purpose in life. If you have a question, thoughts on this episode or suggestions of topics or even future guests, I would love to hear from you. Visit pickingupperfection.com slash participate. You can also follow me on my socials, Instagram, LinkedIn, and even contact me via email. Links for all of this are in the show notes. See you next time.